Cusick. Not just a word, a movement, a mindset, and a podcast. Welcome to Fusick. All right, welcome everybody back to the Fusick podcast. This should be an exciting show. We have somebody today that y'all have heard us talk about many times. Um, the one and only Heath Oaks is joining us today on the podcast. Heath, how you doing, bud? What's up, guys? Not much, man. Not much. TJ, how's it going, man? Hey, buddy. How we doing? And doing uh, this is episode seven of the Fusick podcast. Right. Welcome, Heath. Lucky number seven. This should be such a funny podcast. The things that I want to say, I'm not going to be allowed to say. Why not? Nope. <laughs> can we keep I, it PG-13? I, 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 can, I can attempt to do that. Heath, this is for everyone who said you couldn't. So. <laughs> that is very true. Very true. <laughs> you know, I think you should just go for it, man. You know you what can the do cool it. thing about this is? This is our podcast. So you can do whatever we get to you have want. fun with it, you know? Exactly. We sure exactly. can. So, um, guys, this has been a uh, interesting past two weeks. You know, we apologize for not having a new podcast released last week, but there's been some exciting announcements, some new announcements, and a lot of changes that have happened in the colonial world um, since the last podcast. So, I want to give a big congratulations to Mr. TJ McKinnis for his recent promotion and new role. So, exciting times. Way to go, Thank TJ. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Craig, and, and the same congratulations to you, my friend. And uh, thank you, Heath, for, uh, for pioneering this uh, senior TSM role. No, it looks like you're working out and giving us other opportuni- opportunities. You know, congrats to you two. You guys deserve it a lot, and you know, Colonial Smart by placing you guys strategically now having kind of four of the major kind of key parts of the country all really covered with the senior TSMs that are builders and growers. And, and congrats, you guys got there faster than I did. Well, thank you, man. And, and, and Craig, did you bring yourself what we call up north a paca? You going to buy yourself a paca? I have to that buy nice? a whole new wardrobe. You do? I bet you don't yeah. even have a jacket. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I live in Tampa, Florida. I mean, I, I, I have suits and I have dress clothes and I have like one pair of jeans and, and that's it. I mean, I don't have anything. So you're gonna have to get you one of those like trying... long, like wool coats that you see Wall Street people wearing now, and be like all hip and cool now. Yeah, that's Katie, not that's Katie not keeps, warm though. Katie that's keeps joking on me warm. because I keep she keeps saying you're gonna have to be one of those guys that wears a scarf. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not. The I'm not day you do wear that. a scarf, please send me a picture so I can make fun of you. I'm, I'm vowing right now to not be that guy. Not that there's anything well, against it. I just I, that's not me, and I'm not going to yeah. change that much. And I, I, uh, I think you, I think you're going to be wearing a scarf. I think I'm you're also going to have hand warmers. You're going to wear I, hand I will warmers. Have hand and feet warmers. warmers. I'm, I'm all yeah. for the hand warmers, but I just want to see the scarf. I will not have a scarf. I want to see the it's scarf. It's not going to happen, so guys. <laughs> let's let's talk about these pictures, guys. If if no, anybody wants to not. see the real Heath Oaks, yes, um, go check out his wife's uh, Facebook, Jenny Oaks, and and look at the pictures that she posted of of Heath from Throwback Thursday. So, She's in trouble. Walk, Heath, yeah, walk Heath, walk me through Heath. How the heck? <laughs> how, how you would put frosted tips? On your, in your hair, man. Like, I, I mean, he, how's that I, even I could happen? Wear a pimp how scarf how and look better that? than that. Man, that was that was that was pimp, dude. That was the cool thing to do. No. And w- where? <laughs> in East Texas? Yeah, the ladies loved it. Heath, the ladies Heath, loved Heath, the. Frosted I think everybody tips. just told you that. I, mean, I, think, I think I think they might have. Your seen mom just told you that. I thought yeah. that was cool. 
Well, I look at the pictures now, and it is not very cool. Don't get me wrong, but at that time, that was the cool thing, I guess, for me. Yeah. Hey, what What do you What do you What are I you look like a back, I look like a back. I look like a Backstreet Boy. No lie. That's exactly what I said. Like yep. like a. But like what is your like plan a, of retaliation? Like a dumb looking Backstreet Boy too. Like yeah, I, I was gonna say you're you're trying to give yourself a little bit of credit. Yes, I, it's not. I wouldn't that. even go that far. I'm with you, man. It's what it's sad. Heath, what is your plan of retaliation for Jenny? I don't. Uh, I think we should I start don't, brainstorming. I, I don't this. know yet, just because I I am still shocked she posted that. So the level of retaliation is gonna have to be at another level. It's gonna take some time and thought on my hand because it can't just well, Heath, be something little. I will tell you that. Um, in college once, this is the God honest truth, we had a, a teammate that um, had a little too much fun one night and he passed out in his bed of his apartment. Two, two second story apartment, smaller bedroom. We put over 200 pumpkins in his apartment bedroom while he was asleep in his bed. <laughs> was he scared of pumpkins or something? Well, no, but if you woke up and had 200 pumpkins in your room, I think that'd be a pretty good prank. Yeah, uh, where did you get all the pumpkins from, Craig? Well, if you go to Walmart after Halloween, a day after Halloween, the pumpkins are on sale for a penny. So we paid. Oh, really? We paid about two dollars and fifty cents and got got us two hundred pumpkins. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work. I'm not. I'm not into doing that. Yeah, I was no. saying I, I, we can get creative with this retaliation. I oh think. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, good guys. Well, let's get to it. Um, as much as we'd love to continue to sit here and kind of have some fun on the phone, I think the point of this podcast is to be able to help some people out. And I know, Heath, you're one guy that has, has helped me out as much as anybody with my career. So um, we, I know we've talked about you a lot on this podcast, but I want to just turn it over to you today and kind of let us let us hear your your Fusic story. You're for everyone who said I couldn't and, and how you might be able to relate to some other people out there that are facing some similar challenges. So we're going to turn it over to you, bud. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would say that, uh, well, first of all, I just appreciate um, you guys having me uh, on the show today. It, it means it means a lot to me, and um, I've been following you guys' movement, and it's been a phenomenal movement, and it's been something pretty cool to watch. I remember when you first told me, Craig, about the Fusic thing, you texted it to me. I was like, what the heck is that? I don't even know what that means. And then later when I saw it on our studio, I was like, that's really, really cool. And I was actually kind of jealous that I didn't come up with something that cool. Um, but you, you, know, you came up with frosted tips, Heath. Yeah, frosted tips are all there. I, I ought to frost my tips now just for the heck of it. <laughs> the worst part about frosted tips was he didn't even innovate it. He saw it, thought it looked good, and did it to himself. Absolutely. I know, that's just wrong. <laughs> anyway, anyway, thank you, yeah. Heath. I yeah. appreciate it, buddy. Keep going. No, and, and I also appreciate all the kind words you guys have said. I mean, you guys give me way too much credit, credit that I don't deserve. I mean, you guys are all super special talents that we're going to make it no matter what I did or, or had any involvement in and whatsoever. I can promise you that, but... Um, you know, we, we've all had a lot of fun in the beginning years, especially TJ and I, you know, bringing him on board of uh, sleep, him sleeping on cots and us having late night talks, talking TJ not off to jumping off the bridge because everything was going wrong. And um, we had many, many years of, of tons of conversations around staying positive, didn't we, TJ? Yes, very much so. And still sometimes when you talk about it, you still feel that little gut wrench. Uh, but it, it's 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 a beautiful thing. Wouldn't change it for the world, though. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, I, I'd go back to kind of saying my first FUSIC in, in my life in general would go back to kind of sports in general and and particularly football, really, because I, want, I loved football and I loved being the quarterback. And unfortunately, God did not gift me a magic athletic gifts and talents. <laughs> but by God, I wanted to so bad. And... You know, it, it was funny that no matter what happened, when I was the quarter, I, I was a quarterback, and every year, no matter how well I did or, or did not, I was always trying to get. They were always trying to replace me because I was far from the sexy quarterback choice. I was extremely slow. You know, I, I looked like I looked worse than Tom Brady running the forty at the combine. You know, like like as far as you know, when Peyton Manning like scrambles, how much, how funny that is. I looked worse than all of that, and yet, but, you know, one of the unique things was one time when Coach tried to um, replace me was I used to come to the sidelines, and I would be able to read defenses because I studied defenses, and, and I was able to read the defenses at a higher level than anybody else was because I studied that stuff to no extent, and the key thing to me was is the first time he tried to replace me and the guy come to the sidelines and he couldn't talk about what he saw out there because he didn't understand defenses, it got me my job back. And um, I remember that the leadership skills of being able to get the team to rally and also being able to um, take things to that next level when it come to reading the defenses was a skill that I could, I could study, learn, and that people can't replace from me. So every time they tried to, from the really fast, athletic people that had a bigger arm, that had bigger talent and all those things, you know, they couldn't do it when it came down to it because the other intangibles were things that you couldn't replace. And so I look back and always remember wanting to so bad, and yet I never really had that talent to actually kind of achieve that, but I tried really hard at it. And then the second would be when I started kind of in the career selling 100% commission door-to-door and I was broke and everybody told me to get a real job. And the funny thing is, is a lot of those people who said get a real job have called me for jobs ever since then. But, you know, it, it's one of those that it was tr- tough times, you know. Everybody else was in the oil field making big money and, and doing well and I was asking Buddy to help pay my rent while I could try to go out and make a dollar. So I, I would say that two of those things are, you know, kind of, I would say, one of the first really big pop out of the few six in my life. Um, Heath, kind of reminded me of uh, Tom Coughlin keeping in the football moment. His, he always says, humble enough to prepare, confident enough to perform. And, and uh, you know, you were humble enough to prepare for the going into the games and understanding the defense. While I bet there's a lot of other kids out there in high school that just was going off of their athletic ability and not and weren't uh, sitting watching game film of previous well, weeks they, and, and understanding the, they didn't the have, uh, defensive formations. You're right. They, they didn't have to work as hard as it because they were going to play because right. they had the talent. Yeah. And, and I knew that if I didn't have those intangibles that there was no way I'd see the field. Yeah. yeah. I, no, that, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, I – I was on the basketball team. Craig, and I Craig, tell- you can lie to somebody else. You ain't playing D1 college baseball if you ain't got no athletic talent, okay? So, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about basketball. I'm talking about basketball. We ain't got to each other. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, <laughs> about basketball and high school is what I was going to reference there, oh, okay. Mr. Frosted Tips. Um, <laughs> Frosted Tips, Mr. Frost. So, That's what Mr. it is now, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Frost. Frost. 
So I was the 11th man on my basketball team in high school. <laughs> that is the God honest truth. I remember when, my, when we were coming through and it came time to go, you know, try out for the basketball team. My dad told me, he goes, you realize you're going to have to just out hustle every single person to where they had, you get, you're annoying enough, kind of like Rudy to, to get onto the team. And, um, I mean, I, and I took a lot of pride in being the 11th man on the basketball team. And, and just like you, Heath, if it wouldn't have been for me just outworking everybody and learning how to outwork, because it was six, I'm six, five, six, six, and there was six guys on the team taller than me on the Jeez. high school basketball team. And we won a state championship, and my ring was the exact same size as everybody else's. And that's what I tell everybody. So I scored, two, sure. points in the, I scored two points in the state championship game, and um, I had no reason to even be on the team. But you know, it just goes back to the fact of no matter what area of life, and Heath, I know you're a great example of this, that whether it's business, whether it's school, whether it's parenting, whether it's going after something in sports, the, big, the more effort you give, the better chance you have to succeed. And then you've got those people that have the great talents that also give tremendous effort, and, and it's unstoppable. And the longer you give a strong effort, the more you're going to learn and the better you're going to get. And as long as you continuously give that strong effort, I would be willing to bet, Heath, that the longer you study defenses, the better you got at it oh, and absolutely. the more you could overcompensate for it. Well, absolutely, because the, that was something that I, what I was able to do was put myself in a better position that I didn't need all of the God-given talent to make the play because, you know, in high school especially, I could look at the lineup and know exactly where I was going to throw the ball and I could get it out quicker and faster to where I didn't have to have a lot of talent to overcompensate for that because I knew where it was ahead of time. And, you know, it, instead of having that approach for so many do in life that, oh, well, this is not what I got, the card, it's not in the cards for me and they don't give any effort, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not going to play anyways, I'm not going to do any of this, but... No, it's it's looking for solutions in every aspect of your life, no matter what the negative situation may come or hit. And everybody has them, and I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions is that everybody who has something or doing well, they're just lucky. You know, no, they, they prepared, and when luck bounced their way, they were prepared to handle it. And, and I believe that that's one of the biggest things that um, I've always tried to look for a solution instead of, you know, laying around in the negative and going, okay, I, right. I, I know I, there's nothing I can do about what God gifted me. God didn't give me to be an NFL player as bad as I wanted to be, but what God did give me is the ability to learn so I can at least do these other things. And if the luck doesn't bounce my way where a new guy moves in that's athletically talented, can read defenses and all, you know, I, I still put myself in a position to to try and be there. So a lot of times, a lot of people waste time because they, they lay around in the negative instead of looking for solutions because there's always solutions. We just don't always like the solutions, um, but there's always solutions. Absolutely. And, no, that's that, – Go ahead, Go TJ. ahead, Craig. No, you go All ahead, right. buddy. I was just going to add one quick thing, Heath. I know one thing that we always say, and, and, and obviously you've had a lot of um, success with this, is ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice. Yep. But I would say that – would you agree that – Ignorance on fire is obviously, like, like you said, better knowledge on ice, but knowledge on fire is, is unstoppable. Is unstop absolutely unstoppable. And, and, and you only get knowledge by going through and making enough mistakes to learn it. And over time, that's when you become unstoppable with whatever you're trying to do. And, and the aspect, too, is that you've just got to become a self-aware person to know that in your life you're going you're gonna to be in a stage of ignorance on fire, you're going to be in a stage of knowledge on ice, and you're going to be in a stage of knowledge 
uh, on fire. And the kicker is, is that you're never going to, as long as you have self-awareness, you don't have to stay in any of those stages at any given point in time. Even as driven as I am and disciplined as, as you guys are as well, there's going to be a time that you're going to be knowledge on ice because it, that happens. But we're self-aware enough that hopefully when that happens, we're able to get out of that trigger and come into the other um, aspects to become get back onto knowledge on fire instead of being in knowledge on ice you know and and you don't have to stay ignorant on fire forever you have the ability to learn and grow uh, to be able to move into the other sector as well no that's right and, and Heath uh, going back to and kind of transitioning a little bit as it relates to the business that you're in right now um, you, you are one of the best leaders I've ever met, uh, and, and agency builders. There's not another one out there in the country that, uh, can do it better than you, in my opinion. I appreciate when, that. When did this tr- transition happen where you realized, you know what, I won't be that football player, but I'm darn good at building sales teams, leading people. And if I continue to use my preparation skills and my discipline and my work ethic, this could be something really special. When, when was that light switch or walk us through that moment or, and, and also the path where you found what your passion was in life? Because you I know, believe all, that's a big all, part of it too. Is, it, you know, it all started, it really mainly started out as a young kid that was tired of being broke and wanted to make money. And, and my goal was to make money in life. That was it. I could care less about anything else. I didn't know, um, I didn't really uh, hang on much of else. And then whenever I got into the business world and, and I took 100% commission sales job selling Medicare supplements and long-term care door-to-door at 19 years old, um, I, I saw the, in, the, negative, the impact of negative leadership and I saw how many didn't have the chance to make it. And then um, not till I really got to Colonial did it click with me um, that my saying that I love the most from Ziggler is you can have everything you want in life. You help enough other people get what they want. Until I actually started, you know, it took years of listening to that and hearing that before it actually ingrained enough for me to really be challenged with, you know, it's really easy to help others get what they want when things are going great. It's not that easy whenever things aren't going great for you. And so the first time that I was I was hit with that choice of right or wrong and things weren't the greatest, and I, and I stayed right. And then looking back at Steve Jobs says, you can never connect the dots forward. You can only connect them backwards. Um, at that time, by making that choice and looking back at the dots connected backwards because of it, I, I feel like my life would be completely different if I was, wouldn't have made the right choice to uh, focus on helping others. And at that point at Colonial, you know, I had done well in the insurance business, but my career shot through the roof at Colonial when I truly adopted that phrase and and did for others um, over myself in rough times as well as good times. And when I felt it and, and I watched it happen and everything took off, it was just one of those that was, they couldn't be broken. And And my passion for seeing so many people not get a chance in the insurance business when when a dumb kid like me who barely graduated high school um you know that had a lot of educational disabilities to try to overcome was somebody that 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 this career changed my life and the amount of money I was making I mean my mom is in the business now and it's changed her life and and 
some of my best friends, including you, TJ, and Craig, that have been able to watch and see that I wanted to make sure I could give everybody the opportunity um, to really have a shot at this thing the way that I have. And when that kind of passion changes, when my career really, really shot through the roof. Isn't that awesome, though? Isn't that the best feeling in the world now to just like – I know, Heath, I always – and you don't, I don't think I've ever told you this, but I used to sit back and, and just kind of envy, like, you know, and, and look up to you around – I know we were always good friends, but always looked up to you as well and still do around how many people you were able to help out, right? And that you were able to say, okay, you helped out somebody who helped out somebody, and then you were able to bring your friends into the business and help out with that. And now I've had the opportunity to kind of be able to just, you know, not like I'm doing anything special, but just give people opportunities that I care about. And that to me has been one of the most rewarding things ever is to just see good people go from situations like, you know, living in their car, or maybe not having the career that they really wanted and, and, and just be able to turn their lives around because of Colonial and because of the opportunities that we're able to give. And to me, there's no better fulfillment. I think every single one of us could go out and, 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 you know, have a career just selling and, and probably make a lot of money. Um, but I don't think anybody on this call would be nearly as fulfilled as being able to do what we do every day. And it's always selfless to help other people. And, you know, Colonial is just a company that's able to do that and take guys like us that can spend 20 minutes trying to figure out how even to get the mic works, the mics to work, you know, yeah. before we get on a phone call. But heaven forbid, or somehow they let us, they let us represent their company. So, um, it's pretty good when you surround yourself with a lot of people that are doing it for the right reasons. Well, and, and to be honest, guy, and, and to be honest, guys, not only y'all but others at Colonial stuff too. Y'all give me way too much credit for you know having these other people that do great, like like TJ and the, the, you know like Chris Menard and all them. Because honestly, you know, all I did was really give you an opportunity and was kind of there as a sounding board with you. But you know, you guys and, and the talent, it's more important that. What I had to learn was that I was able to at least get the people like yourselves to want to come and work with me, that you were able to run and do it. I mean, because you guys would have been successful at whatever you did, no matter what, in my opinion. And so I think one of the biggest important things is that are you attracting that type of talent? And if you're not, you've got to work on becoming that person in order to start attracting that type of person. Because TJ sat right there in front of me, just met me, and I was 23 years old and packed up everything he had and quit his job 100% commission to move to Tallahassee from Maine to start an agency. I mean, that's a really dumb move, TJ, if you think about it. There was, well, there was yeah. not a lot of smart it, it was a dumb. It was a dumb move, yeah, <laughs> but it, it, I didn't really think about it going into it. But it worked uh, out. But it I'll tell out. you, the biggest thing was uh, it was the right time. You know, I was 29 and I was ready to make something of myself and I was hungry for it. Uh, and you believed in me, and I think that's a big part of it. That's that's the that's the biggest piece that leaders uh, are missing is you need to believe in the people around you. And if you believe in them, majority of because a lot of times they don't actually believe in themselves. So if you start believing in that person before they believe in themselves, it'll actually start a snowball effect, and they're going to start believing in themselves more. And that's how you that's how you build you know, a dynasty and an, and an empire and, and everybody around you is, is doing well and you and you form that John C. Maxwell level five leadership where where they are down the road leading other people. And and which I is what you did, Heath. And I believe wholeheartedly as a leader, one of the most important things you can do is like what Les Brown says, 
you know, you got to be able to employ this on your people. But as Les Brown says, sometimes you got to believe in others' belief in yourself before you can believe in your own self. And as a Amen. leader, I think yep. one of the best things that you could ever do is to employ the ability that people could say, you know, because you believed in me, I believed in myself. And I think if you can really yep. achieve that as a leader, then you're going to achieve some pretty great things. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And it's, and I mean, I know we talk about this a lot on the show or the show, the podcast. I always, always like. Speaking of that, I, speaking of I that, just dream, we, we I may just need dream to start, big. We, we I always dream big. I always talk about how we have this. like a TV show, but we, we have a podcast yeah. that I'm recording in my bedroom right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey! Uh, just to throw it out there, we may need to look at YouTubing a show. Guys, well, guys we don't have the frosted tips you, like Pete does. Guys, you can't even figure out how to set up the microphones. I think you need to figure that aspect out before you start. Uh-oh. Is that a challenge? Is that a challenge? <laughs> that is, are you saying we can't do it, Pete? <laughs> yes. Yeah, are you saying? <laughs> oh, yeah? That's exactly what I'm saying. All right, well, we're coming Done. for you then. You tell you tell Prather to watch out. All right, yeah, we're gonna nuke. Good we're gonna nuke you guys. We're right. nuking. That's right. All right. All right. Speaking of that, Heath, if uh, if somebody would have told you twelve years ago, ten years ago, whatever, that you would be the author of a published book, you would have your own podcast, you'd be leading basically three territories with colonial life. You'd be married, which probably is the might be the biggest one. Oh, yes. Especially, especially to my wife. Beautiful woman, by see, the way. We love Jenny. Jenny. If you see my, if you see my wife, you definitely that that would be the definite stretch. Exactly. Yes. What do you think? What do you think you would have told him? What do you think you would have said to somebody that said, "Heath, your life at age thirty is going to be this right here." And Heath, we're going to paint you a picture. This is when you had frosted tips. <laughs> Go back to that well, day. You know what's fun. You know what's funny is I was asked on a podcast once um, what would be the thing that I would go back and tell my 19 year old self. And what's funny is I never thought about it at all. And so when he asked me that, it, what just popped off my head, what I, I reflected later was, what I would tell my 19 year old self is is to dream bigger than you are right now. You know, so Craig, really at that point, like I never would have let anybody, I would never buy into what anybody ever told me I couldn't do. Like I, I didn't let, I mean, they told me that and people would say, but like, I never cared what others thought, felt or what it was. So I never would let it stop me. Right. Well, that's why I asked the question. The problem exactly. is, is the 19 year old Heath Oaks could have never dreamed this big at this point. Like I'm realizing now that I have. I have halted myself because I've never been able to believe big enough. Like I looked at my dream board, my wife and I, every New Year's Eve, instead of going out for New Year's, my wife and I sat down and and we take and create vision boards, dream boards. So we cut out pictures of all the stuff we want and see. And we and we bring out the ones we had from the year before and we reflect on the goals we had and we reflect on what we achieved and what we didn't. And then we put together all of the new visions and things we want. And the... Funny thing is, is and I'm going to tell you just a quick tip of advice, everybody. That's a very great thing to do with your spouse because we're able to reflect on what each other wants, where we want to be. And so we know where to help each other get there and to keep it in front of us. And we hang them in our laundry room so we see them every day. And then we saved all of them and every year we make a new one. And the funny thing about it is, is that after that guy had asked me that, I, had, I just walked by and saw it and realized I'm still halting my dreams to this day. I'm still not able to see um, 
the bigger things because I looked on there and I want a private jet. And what I put on there was the very small, very, very light five-seater private jet because in my mind that was in the realm of possibility because it was $2 million instead of $20 million. But yet I realized I'm not dreaming big enough, Heath. You can be bigger than that. That can be more. So, I, you know, it's a constant reminder to myself to continue to make sure I dream bigger than I think I can even dream uh, so we don't stop ourselves, to be honest with you. So I never told him no. I just don't know if I could have dreamed that big at that point. Well, that's exactly why I asked you the question, because I think that everybody, when you're a kid, you know, what do we all dream about? We all dream about being pro baseball players or pro football players, right? And it probably helps us perform at a higher level than we would if we just dreamed about being a middle school football player or making the high school team, right? And everybody has that dream, so you always go and you give it everything you've got and you leave it all on the field because that's what you want to do. And I think that you bring up a great point is that, you know, we do the same thing, by the way. Kay and I, we built a vision board, and I keep it in my home office because when I'm sitting at my desk, it helps me motivate. The same thing I do with a picture of Hayes. I put a, always have a picture of Hayes wherever I'm working on the background of my phone because it reminds me that's what you're working for so that that kid never has to, have, never has to worry about where his next meal comes from. You know, and, and, and that's the motivation, right? But when we talk about things, people are always like, yeah, we want to, you know, we want to do this much, but why not shoot for the stars? And if you land on the moon, that's still pretty cool, right? I mean, that's kind of the old saying. So I, I agree with you, Heath. I think I've held myself back before by not dreaming big enough. Some people would probably say that I'm crazy, that I always dream too big. But in my mind, I think that I've got a lot more to accomplish and, and I got a lot more people to help and, and, and be able to do this. And I think TJ, you'd probably agree, wouldn't you? Oh, for you? No, no, man. I no, think you, you tapped out, buddy. No, for you, yeah. you tapped out. <laughs> Same with you. Same with you. We got them all fooled right now, everybody. We got you all fooled. fooled. That's right. Uh, That's right. No, 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 no. Uh, 100% uh, dream big. Uh, I, I know Case and I will s sit around, uh, you know, laying in bed at night. And we said, can you imagine, did you ever think that we would be where we are just five years ago? Uh, and the answer was no. And I wonder where we probably could be if we thought we could be at this place five years from now. But in, so we, you, al we always put limitations on ourselves. You know what I think is you know? cool too, TJ, about you and your wife is that your wife and you, you met your wife whenever you were sleeping on a cot and when she would have to pay for dinners most of the time because you were so broke. Oh, yes. And now, yeah. you know, you got, you know, she drives a Range Rover and you have your big house and all the stuff. But, and people would say, but that woman was around when, when you were on a cot and she was having to pay for dinners. You know, there was I, no, there was yeah, nothing we, about TJ McGinnis then that, that is TJ McGinnis now. And I, I think that's just super cool. Yeah, so we, we went on our good first. Looks. Yeah, we went on. No, not not quite. We went on our first date November 1st, 2013, and I couldn't take her on a second dinner date until after January uh, when bonuses came through. So uh, she cooked a lot, and I love that woman to death. But, yeah, she is someone who you want to have in the trenches with you and who will fight with you. Um, and, you know, that's what it's all about. So... Absolutely. Well, Heath, is there anything you'd like to add to the uh, to the podcast today? I know that we, we want to definitely promote yours. I, I listen to a Second Shot podcast every Second week shot. that comes up. So you and Chad are, are killing it with that. I love listening to it. Love the perspective on it, and I've I've shared it with a bunch of my friends. So um, you know that was that was huge for you guys to do that. But first, answer answer two questions for me. One, what's the biggest advice besides dream big? You know, what's anything else you'd like to add? 
um, for the people listening within Colonial or outside of Colonial? And then two, where can we find you and where can people look you up and, and tell us where to get you at? Well, to your first one, I mean, one thing that I would say is that to be growing constantly. The, the, best, the best times that I'm more fulfilled in my life is growing. And when I say growing, that's everything. That's whether if you ever feel stale in your job, then start growing in some kind of hobby. Start learning something, guitar, flying a plane, whatever it is. And it ends up spilling over in all aspects of your life. And, and to be growing as far as reading on a daily basis, always be feeding yourself with positive information um, nonstop. And if you do focus on those things, then everything else will start coming into play. Grow as a husband, grow as a father, grow as a human. I mean, just grow in general, challenge yourself and push yourself and it spills over to everything. And that's one thing I have to constantly remind myself. Anytime I get in a funk, I realize I've stopped growing. And that was the whole reason that why I did. And if I started growing again, everything else got better. And, you know, next is that, you know, I appreciate you guys having me on. And I love the Fusic movement. I love everything behind it. I love the look of it. And I love what you guys are doing that, you know, as you all both know, starting in 100% commission sales, especially about Colonial Life and things that this type of thing of hearing people that are successful with Colonial, knowing that it's there from the person who's just starting out that's sitting around trying to figure out how they're going to get their next meal or, or pay rent to know that there's others with it is something that's going to be a huge help um, and really making a difference in other people that are trying to keep forward. And I appreciate you guys for doing that and grateful for you guys putting in the time and effort to it. And, you know, you can look me up at Heath Oaks on Twitter and you can Google Ignorance on Fire. Go to Amazon.com. My book, Ignorance on Fire, is on there. And our uh, my podcast is Second Shot uh, with uh, Chad Prather and myself. And we talk about headlines and how to refer it to your business and personal life and and uh you know try to bring some humor to the in, to the inspirational motivational world as well actually chad really brings the humor and and i just bring the scream and holler make up words i guess to it you know but pre, uh free prefrontal cortex prefrontal cortex it's so funny because chad's all <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, i do the host you know see where you guys screwed up on this is is y'all got both of y'all that are numbskulls doing it, where I brought in Chad, who's really smart, and he makes me look smart. <laughs> yeah, well, but you know what? Have... Two negatives make a positive, brother. I love <laughs> yeah. that. Boom. End, end of story. Oh, well, I'm tell me, I didn't learn you... nothing in high school, I was about to say, Alabama I'm education. Su- well, I'm surprised Craig, you how even you, know How that? did you know that two negatives become positive? Because <laughs> I've messed up a lot of stuff in my life, and that's just my positive way of looking at it. <laughs> yeah, right? But I appreciate right, you guys right. having me on a lot. I really do. I appreciate no, all I'm the kind words you said that you guys have said because – Honestly, y'all give me y'all along with everybody else who um, at Colonial that I may have had uh, a hand some way in give me way too much credit. Honestly, and you guys would have done it, and, and I'm proud of you. I'm proud of where y'all are at now, and I'm proud of where y'all are going. And and there's a lot of people that have you guys to think that you have straight, great, strong leadership and character and morals and ethics that are going to help people through it. And, and we need more of that in business world. That's for sure. Well, th- thanks, Heath. I, I know, Craig, you mentioned this before in one of our episodes about who who are the five people that you're hanging out with the most, uh, the ones who will influence you the most. And, and Heath, I, I know we, we talk a lot about offline and about this. And I, you know, we send each other messages about uh, different things. And I, I, I truly th- want to thank you for everything you did for me 
uh, giving me this opportunity, believing in me. Uh, because since you've been in my, uh, you know, top three, top four uh, closest contacts and, and best friends, you know, my life has been a lot more fulfilled and richer. Uh, I, you've helped me find what my passion is in life, which is impacting and developing people. Uh, and without you, I, I don't believe I could be the husband, the father, and the man I am today. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, and, and you mean everything to me, brother. I feel the so. same, bud. Yep, I have to say thank you to both of you guys because just echo everything uh, TJ just said. But without either one of you guys, I definitely wouldn't be in the position I am. So I want to um, want to uh, definitely reiterate a, a point that he said was that the reason why we're doing this podcast and we're going to say this on every episode is to help people that are starting off in their careers with Colonial or, or any other business. And if you guys are listening to this show and you feel like anybody could possibly benefit from hearing success stories, you got to share it. Um, we're not making money off this show. We're not doing anything. We're even trying to make money off the show at all. The whole point of this thing is to get people motivated to be able to help themselves because so many people helped all three of us be successful. And it takes people sharing this podcast and, and telling people about it and, and showing people, hey, go listen to these success stories because if the three of us can make it six, seven, eight years with Colonial, you know, then anybody should be able to do it if they put in the work. And we, we all truly believe that. So, guys, if you're listening, gals, if you're listening, please go share the podcast. Please go show people for it because that's the only way we're going to be able to create this movement bigger than bigger than we ever could even dream of. So, Heath, thanks, buddy. We'll, uh, Thank you, I'm bud. Sure we'll be Thank texting and, and cracking jokes on each other soon. All righty. Craig, you know, sure. I feel like we've let down the the people who listen to us on a regular basis because I've realized that, you know, it's been two weeks since we've done this podcast and, you know, we can make up excuses on why and different things that have been coming through and how busy we've been with, with the transitions and everything. But uh, as much as hopefully we are helping folks on who listen to this podcast, getting through some things, this has really helped me uh, and put has helped and put me in a better mood. Uh, and just the listening to the stories and people, it just, it makes... This makes you feel good, you know, and, and I want to just make sure we let the listeners know that our, our uh, we won't we won't let this happen again. We're going to be make sure we're on top of this and we, we're doing these podcasts weekly Puts and, me in and a great moving mood. forward. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm busier than I've ever been in my life right now with the transition and, you know, kind of working with both territories and and having this podcast is almost like a refresher to, Hey, this is why you're waking up at four o'clock in the morning and working until midnight and, and doing these type of things, because this is why we do this. And people did this so that we could be successful and we owe it back. So, um, I get, I agree. We will definitely have a podcast and talking to heat definitely refreshed me big time. All right. And that will end it for us on this music podcast. We went a little longer today, but I think it was important to uh, let he talk as long as possible. That was a good one. Um, guys, my name is Craig Miller. You can find me on Facebook or on LinkedIn. And uh, please go to our Fusic.us website um, to get your Fusic gear as well. Um, Fusic.us is the website you can go to or visit our Fusic page on Instagram or Fusic page on Facebook. TJ, where can the listeners find you? TJ McGinnis uh, on Facebook and then McGinnis516 on Instagram. And then echo what you were saying about the website and Fusic homepage. And uh, I think enough is said. Uh, and, you know, I don't want to say anything more and muddy 
what Heath was saying because uh, he he echoed everything about leadership and what we should what we should focus on. So, Craig, it's it's an honor tonight today to be with you, buddy, doing this podcast. Congratulations again on on your new horizons in the Windy City, uh, and uh, looking forward to to seeing you in a couple weeks. All right, buddy. Sounds good. All right. Love y'all. Thanks Love for y'all. Bye-bye now. Fusik, a podcast for everyone who said I couldn't.